Hey everybody, welcome back to Desert Streaming. I have my friend here, Andrew Kamiski. Hey Andrew. Hey Marco. Thanks for being on the show again. I'm so happy to be here. This is an important day. It is. This is the first week of Advent. Yes, the first... <laughs> it's not the first day. <laughs> Yesterday was the first day. You know, Advent is my favorite season. Yeah, yeah, it's a special season. It's so special. Yeah. And Christmas is just, you know. It's great. But yeah, I've, well, and also, th- it's typically the first week of Advent, Thanksgiving weekend. You're right. So, you know, you're sort of becoming festive and yeah. celebratory. about <laughs> this pretty important thing, yeah. you know, however slightly fanciful the pilgrim story is but then we hit pater yeah three days later amen you know you're just coming out of your caloric (laughs) coma exactly but you sort of are roused by (laughs) by this prophetic wake up yeah so it's like no don't don't become a dull american sort of holidayed out person who yeah. a week later is already resenting Christmas, right? <laughs> exactly. But it's, no, go down to the pager yes. like he's coming. Right. You know? Yeah. And it's, it's a fierce, it's a fierce declaration this first week. Yeah. So it does rouse me prophetically. Mm-hmm. Stay awake. Yeah, stay awake. Stay awake. Be sober. Yeah. Be vigilant. Yeah, and, and all the dulling of of partying and anxiety yeah. and a fear and all those great gospel goads mm. to to not let that stuff define you. Yeah, he's coming. Amen. Yeah, and uh, and it's utterly incarnational too. Yeah, you know he's coming in the flesh. Yeah, he's coming as a little baby in yes. Bethlehem. And that I, I w- I've been thinking about it. I was talking to my my friend John Marks Coke, you know the, the mm. guitar player dude. Yes. And uh, I was like, you know, I think I want to be an apostle of the incarnation. Mm. <laughs> wow. Sounds grand, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. I just checked out of this conversation. I think I want you to be an apostle of the incarnation with me. <laughs> Let's okay, do brother. it, brother. Right. Do it. I mean, I, I was thinking about a it. Little like, a. Let's just make sure it's a little yeah, a. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Just like you're a little ass. <laughs> <laughs> little A, little apostle. Yeah. No. Exactly. But yeah. The, our witness is all about helping people becoming reconciled to the good of their bodies. And the yeah. incarnation is all about that. Oh, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and this magnificent, mighty god who's coming back mm-hmm. you know eyes blazing like fire and all the daniel mm. and revelatory stuff but then the pastoral dimension of him inviting us so gently yeah to bow down yes and no less mightily mm-hmm. but with such breathtaking gentleness amen as a Babe. As a baby, and so why why wouldn't we come? Mm-hmm. It's it's when you think of him coming back, it, it, it I mean it makes your knees shake, and yeah. it should. Yeah, right. Um, but that he comes first in such a. 
profound and sweet mm-hmm. invitational way. Yeah. Uh, but yet utterly magnetic. Yeah. It's and amazing. Gosh, I, I hope in that way, I, I hope, yes, I hope we, ta- we, we heed the invite yeah. and that we become uh, more reconciled to our own flesh yeah. as a result of him becoming in flesh, but that we could also be as gently invitational mm. and and for all of our prophetic sputtering about mm-hmm. um, that we're also that we're also mm. like so humble clear and and safe in a way for mm. people I hope yeah humble and accessible yeah are we Marco I mean yeah Maybe. I think we're, I think we are. I hope we are. I hope, I do too. I, th- I hope the older I get, the more humble and accessible I become. I think you are. Mm. I, I mean, and I'm sure more idiosyncratic too, but hopefully people can write that off to just <laughs> peculiar eccentricity <laughs> right. rather than like he's really odd and imbalanced. Exactly. <laughs> uh, oh my God. Yeah. I mean, being odd, a little odd never hurts, but when you go into just being offsetting for <laughs> reasons that you could edit. Right. Right. <laughs> I feel like you need both, though. You yeah. know, you need the prophetic fire, but then also the humble accessibility mm. of this baby. I mean, you think of the whole story itself, mm. like Jesus becomes this baby and then it provokes a war, Herod's pissed. Right. You know what I mean? Like all right. of this stuff, like... Bloodshed. It, bloodshed, murder of the innocents, flight. you know, flight. Where are they going? They're going to Egypt. Where do they stay? You know, all of this stuff yeah. that the incarnation provokes, yeah. but yet he's utterly simple, accessible, yeah. humble, you know? Yeah. It's like crazy. Stephen, you know, like Stephen, obviously we're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> like Easter, <laughs> like the 4th of July. Oh, that's not I will now. not talk about Easter right no. now. <laughs> we cannot. <laughs> <laughs> like Veterans Day. Oh no! Wait! Oh wait! That's something oh, gosh. else. Oh, oh gosh! Uh, no, but uh, I, I yeah, like Stephen appears so quickly, yeah. right mm-hmm. after after the nativity, and and yet Stephen is childlike. Yeah. Wow. So so even under fire. Yeah. The babe under fire, Stephen under fire, but so winsome mm. and vulnerable. Right. And martyred, mighty, yeah. Whoa, can we be all the above? Yeah, it's a, it's such an interesting like it is an interesting feast right after this. Yeah, very wow. stable like thing, you mm. know. No, but the incarnation has been on my mind and heart lately. I mean, I really love the incarnation. There's yeah. just something about you it. You are an apostle of the incarnation. I want to be that. You're going to be that with me. We're getting tattoos. Uh, <laughs> 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 We need to get tattoos of the manger scene on our chest. We we need all the sacred (laughs) mysteries etched. Oh, come, holy faithful. No, I do want to... I'm doing some harmony here. (laughs) The incarnation always has struck me. And so, you know, Anya and I are getting married this month. And then we're going to the Holy Land, which is cool. But even like going to Nazareth, that's like the one place I really want to go. Where the incarnation happened. You know, the Annunciation... 
on the altar there, it says the word was made flesh here. Wow. Isn't that cool? Wow. So I, I've just been thinking a lot about the, the incarnation. up for you yeah. this month. Right. So this Advent breakthrough and then this wow. wedding and then this Jerusalem thing and Nazareth. But also like this new book, which you mm. just came out with, which I think is really, it's really appropriate that it comes out during the season of Advent, mm. Rediscovering Our Lost Fullness, A Guide to Sexual Integration, put up by Sophia Press. It's your latest book. It was just released last week. Yes, it's a big deal. On Tuesday. Yeah. And the inc- I feel like it's all about becoming reconciled to our bodies. Our beings. Our beings. Our, our gendered sexual beings. Yeah. And you say in the Living Waters Guidebook that... God became flesh not to free us from our bodies, but for our bodies. Yes. And I feel like this, this book is ex- is exactly in the same stream. It's, it's the de- the deepening meditation application yeah. of the last fifteen years. Wow. Yeah. So, what makes this book different than your others? Like you um, think of strength and weakness, pursuing sexual wholeness, mm-hmm. naked, naked surrender. Uh, I would say it it certainly brings people up into my story as a Catholic. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that that will be of interest to all persons, yeah. not just Catholics. So this isn't a Catholic book versus a Protestant book. But I weave in my my journey of becoming a Catholic and which significantly had to do with the richness of the Catholic philosophical and Mm -hmm. anthropological, the Catholic understanding of what it means to be human, which Protestants have a good biblical understanding of that as well, but there are simply layers of centuries of thought Mm -hmm. that, of course, uh, is, is part of the Catholic tradition. And so... All of that was converting knowledge mm. and helped me become more profoundly established, I think, uh, in how I understand uh, the, the beauty and, on the one hand, the unchanging nature of mm. God's will for us as sexual beings, and at the same time, quoting from John Paul, the personalism, the deep uh, spiritual redemptive work that Jesus is always inviting us into uh, in the dynamic of Mm. becoming reconciled, never finished this side of heaven. But the direction is always the same. Mm. And and Catholics are, are utterly clear on this. And I found it to be a helpful clarity in the light of um, the the increasing din of voices mm. in the free church world about sexuality and redemption. Mm. So, I was I was looking for clarity yeah. uh, as 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 a person who needs the body. I need the body to be clear, the body, the church, yeah. to be clear. Not perfect, and uh, and certainly challenging, and and deficient in ways that invite me to give my gift. Uh, but 
unchanging in the understanding of what it means to be human made in his image and the context for sexual love, etc. And so uh, the book, I think, is clear on those points without being preachy, like all my books, full of candid examples, mm -hmm. both personally yeah. and and a spectrum of other people's experiences of truth and redemption. Uh, but I, I hope from a deeper perspective yeah. that invites people into uh, being shored up and perhaps even securing a deeper foundation mm -hmm. in their own philosophy and anthropology of what does it mean to be human yeah. so that we all can give an answer in a day that is so resistant to the truth of what it means to be human, sexually yeah. speaking. Now, when you speak about um, coming into this dynamic becoming, especially from a Catholic understanding of what it means to be human, was theology of the body the like the prelude to that for you? Or mm -hmm. what was it like? Because when I think of theology of the body, it's more like a biblical exegesis than a than a philosophical, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but like what was what was kind of your your first touch point into like yeah. Catholic philosophical understanding yeah, of what yeah. it means to be human? Yeah, well, I, uh, Karl Barth, a Reformed theologian, had always been such a big influence on me at seminary, Protestant seminary, and and he was all about the Imago Dei and, and, and in his church dogmatics, uh, hmm. meditating exquisitely on co-humanity, what it what it means to to be a part of this original community of man for woman and woman for man. And for our listeners, the church dogmatics that's that's like a series of writings, oh, yeah. right? So many. These are like tomes that he yeah, wrote. Yeah, there's maybe fifteen of them. Yeah. So I wouldn't go out and buy them, <laughs> but uh, but he's he's remarkably accessible mm. in in his. Uh, theologizing, so I, 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 big influence. But when I read Theology of the Body, having met Christopher West in 99 in Denver when he was head of marriage and family for that diocese, he gave me this original text from uh, Pauline Press uh, that was the, the, the predecessor to the one that we currently hmm. use. And uh, such a significant volume in my life, and it took Bart's work and, and I think took it deeper. And uh, as you say, there's, it, it's theology of the body is the meeting point of, you know, five or six dynamic passages in the New Testament. And he root, roots that in the mm -hmm. old yeah. and the Imago Dei, uh, all as a way of um, supporting uh, a dynamic and deeply personal understanding of the good of our sexuality, uh, both the Creator's intention, but also Jesus' redemption. So, yes, it is a it is a biblical anthropology, uh, but there, I think there's some deep ph mm -hmm. philosophical strains yeah. there. So I think the the, the Carmelite spirituality, yeah. the the deeply personal understanding of Jesus wanting to meet us at such a profound level yeah. of our sexual longings and the personalism that was such a part of his influence in the 20th century as a 
he being a great philosopher, um, that that Jesus cares about what we feel mm-hmm. and what we experience. Mm. And uh, uh, so John Paul, I think, seamlessly weaves all of that together. So you feel like, yeah, I'm being invited onto the solid ground mm. of a biblical anthropology. Mm. And at the same time, he's giving me the freedom to say, yeah, that that is what I feel. And mm. that is what I'm experiencing. And yeah, the adultery of heart goes deep in me yeah. and um, Jesus frees me to see the whole the whole of my brokenness and yet I have hope for him bringing together what's fractured and divided yeah. Yeah. I think he gives hope for sexual redemption in TOB yeah which I think before there was, perhaps in some Catholic circles, much more of an emphasis on lust mm-hmm. and disorder and a slightly suspect view of even marital sexuality. Mm-hmm. And John Paul says, oh, no, we can, we can reclaim, as back to the incarnation, our original innocence. Yeah. And, and let's major on that more so than on our original depravity mm. uh, without denying that. Yeah. Um, and so uh, theology of the body figures in much to my journey. Mm-hmm. And so there is a chapter that is devoted to how life-giving theology of the body was to me. Mm-hmm. I've included theology of the body in the other books, but... I didn't personalize it as much, and I think didn't distill it as clearly as far as these are my five or six life-changing takeaways and why. So yeah, TOB figures in significantly into my marriage, and, Hmm. uh, and, and then I think anchoring TOB in this deeply personal, dynamic anthropology and and spirituality that John Paul gives us uh, anchoring that in the virtues yeah and before we get to the virtues I have a a question about Mm -hmm. theology of the body in particular because I feel like you were the first one that I've met and I don't know um, what you think about this but that that saw in John Paul II's work a space for persons who struggle with very particular sexual vulnerabilities and brokenness mm-hmm. like same-sex attraction gender mm-hmm. dysphoria stuff mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. um that that jesus indeed wants to rediscover that lost fullness as well yes you know because i find i find that when people talk about theology of the body yes it's it's a it, it, they never really speak about those who struggle with with very particular proclivities that can be disqualifying yes. to the garden of eden seemingly yes. disqualifying you yes. know were you were you um i obviously you read that you 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 saw that as you read john paul ii like wow jesus wants to go into the depths and rediscover our lost fullness but you probably were the first one to do that like honestly Uh, yeah well i mean did you any of your colleagues do they do that yeah i mean i would say with all fairness, Christopher West does, does he do it that really well? Does he? Okay. But from the standpoint Sorry, of just good old-fashioned lust, <laughs> yeah, 
you know, and, right. and let's not deny lust, you know, and all the various forms it takes on. I think one of the freeing things about TOB is that you can just kind of plug in your your lustful variants. Yeah, right. I always did. Sure. I just thought, oh, I'll throw mine in, peculiar as it is, you know, more same gendered and. I mean, that, that's so, so freeing because yeah. I think a lot of us who read it, it's like, am I allowed to plug yeah. plug in here? Oh yeah, you know I what hope I mean. We all do. Right. We all need to. And he, I, I think it's crystal clear to me that John Paul gives us all kinds of on ramps that it can sometimes be framed as, you know, attractive sort of bourgeois Catholic couples saying, yeah. our good love is getting better through theology of the right. body. This is our guide to a more elegant natural family planning or right, right, right. something like that. Yeah. I cherish you, darling. Thank you, love. I'm, I've, I'm, I, it's gone oh, from good to better. Oh, darling. You know? Yeah, so you, kind of, you can kind of picture that, yeah. you know, maybe. And sometimes you do. Like, I've been to a lot of stuff at the TOB Institute that, and I am always the one that kind of brings in the wow, wow, wow. You know, everyone's like, oh, there's a real sinner in our midst. And honestly, I'm, I'm like not stuck in mortal sin or anything, but I, I could be. Yeah. I mean, sometimes that line and that knock is louder and closer than I would like. But I think Christopher gives you lots of on-ramps for yeah. that. But I, yeah, I, I think that's what I've done. You've made it explicit for persons. Yeah. yeah, I think so. And like the stuff we're doing with the Institute, right. the sexual integration course, following along with this book, I think it's, it's a hearty pastoral application for people who have got it wrong. Yeah. Like who were in mortal sin. Like, right. Man, I could have been lost. Totally, like, totally. And 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 a Catholic seemingly to the public in good standing. Yeah. But I take mortal sin seriously. Yeah. Like I don't I'm not ready to see him. Right. You know, bring on the baby Jesus because if he's coming back <laughs> now, I'm I ain't ready. Yeah, right. You know, I mean we know tons of people like that. Totally. And and that doesn't mean we change the goalpost. It just means we say, Oh, well, let's get help together you yeah. know let's 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 integrate together so and i think what i'm seeing too is that yeah. you you were you were a very particular witness yeah to it you know i love christopher but christopher's not a witness to somebody who comes out of homosexuality no you know no so the witness yeah. i find is it yeah. makes it very accessible oh great <laughs> yes yeah. well, you know you. i, I yeah. think that that makes all of the difference, you know? Yeah. You can have this this teaching, but to say, well, this yeah. is how I've worked it out. Yeah. Right? And I, I am working it out. Yeah. You know? and, and and I think my purpose in saying that, and in honestly, if Christopher were here, or if Jason were here, mm -hmm. or, you know, I mean, all of our Jason Clark. good friends there, yeah. you know, they're, they're sinners. They're, yeah. they're, they're, not only private sinners, you know, they're they're willing to say, yeah, I'm struggling here. Mm. This is not going well for me. Yeah. And I love that. Mm -hmm. And and I think the fact that we can recognize in people that maybe struggle differently, that don't have same-sex attraction or whatever, to be able to realize, oh, they're just dealing with their own version of lust mm. and relational discord. And we're all heading, using John Paul's language, into that same to make progress in that orientation to dignifying the other. Yeah. 
that, you know, like you say, the re rediscovering the lost fullness is the same for all persons. I am called to be reconciled to the opposite gender. I am called as a mature gift, becoming a mature gift. I hope I become a mature gift by the time I knock off uh, to dignify the other, right. to see her, to bless her, to honor her, for her to come away from the encounter, whatever that is, whether yeah. it's in marriage or ministry or the workplace, uh, to know, yeah, I'm I I'm more confirmed as a woman because this Comiskey guy treated me with dignity. That's the goal of our sexual humanity. Amen. And John Paul makes that so clear in TOB. Yeah. So that unites us with our brothers, yeah. even if our lusts are different. And and I think that's always been our credo. But I think uh, this book, Rediscovering Our Lost Fullness, which, by the way, is a direct quote from T.O.B., hmm. um, I think... Uh, it unites us. Yeah. And and this book, Rediscovering Our Lost Fullness, like like fleshes that out. I agree. And yes. gives you some handles, which if if we don't need handles today on good language, on good goals, on good incentive for integration, we're gonna be lost. Yeah. Right. Because the world has never been more disintegrative. Mm -hmm. Uh than ever. I mean, yeah. it just because we've never had the virtual madness right. going on. Yeah. You couldn't say, oh, well, this culture was more messed up than ours or that one. But there wasn't this this global viral deception that yeah. on which we're all being yes. weaned yeah. and socialized. Yeah. Uh, you could say more powerfully than our families and our churches yeah. and our our good responsible friends are. Yeah, this uh, is why I think the Advent thing is so important for mm, the book. It's like wake up. Yeah, like wake up. Wake the up. reality of it. Like yeah. when I think of um, when you talk about how uh, you know, I hope that she will say I I feel more dignified in my femininity because of the way Kamiski loved me or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, it, it even takes us back to Karl Barth. You know, mm -hmm. in that whole idea of the Imago Dei, mm -hmm. that it is to dignify his his task as a man is to dignify her. I mean, John mm -hmm. Paul II takes mm -hmm. that, you know, further than anybody has before, yes. and so it helps us. I think for us men who struggle with uh, a vulnerability to be disillusioned in our masculinity, mm -hmm. that no, your your masculinity rests on dignifying her, yes. no matter your proclivity, mm -hmm. no matter your struggle, yeah. that I am called as a man, Marco Casanova, to yeah. dignify her. Yeah. That is my duty. Yeah, and that's there's only one orientation. One orientation. So we're rewriting yes. the script here. Amen. And we're saying, no, I'm not, I am not buying your 20th or 21st century notion of orientation and identity. Yeah. I just don't buy it. Right. It, it goes against my religion. Yeah. But deeper than that, it goes against how I understand humanity. And how I'm made. I mean, yeah. look in the mirror. Yeah. Your body screams of it. Yeah. I, I have, my body is made for woman. Yes. Period. Yes. You know? Yes. No need to go into deep inner dialogues. Yes. Like, yes. It's like, there, there it is. Yes. If you look in the mirror and you're naked, yes. you see that my body is made yeah. for a particular, you know, Orientation. Orientation, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So it, in a way, it's waking up. I feel like rediscovering our lost fullness is a wake-up call. Yes. You know? Yes. And so you mentioned virtues. Yes. And um, now, 
I know John Paul II uh, studied at the great Angelicum University in Rome. Yeah. So Thomas Mind, Gary yes. Lagrange was his yes. was his uh, thesis advisor, the great Thomist. John Paul II, I, I don't know if he'd be classified as like a rigorous Thomist because he had all of these other, like the personalism and yeah. all these like other yeah, sort he of... he wanted to engage with the modern philosophical world. Yes. And so he 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 allowed himself to to be influenced in the best sense with uh, a 20th century dialogue of how am I experiencing my life and is this authentic? Yeah. Am I being true? And, and his Carmelite spirituality, the, right. that the, the depths of, of <laughs> the sort of spousal yeah. intimacy uh, and how that's, of course, played out symbolically with man and woman and anyway it's there's there's many layers to that but but John Paul also he knew he knew the summa yeah. he knew that this was the baseline right uh, I can know the nature of reality. Yeah, he had a proper metaphysics. Yes. Like he rooted I, all of it in a proper understanding yeah. of like the first thing. And he had to work at that. Right. He worked at it all of his adult life yeah. and, and wrote about it and spoke of it. And, and, uh, and so uh, Father Paul Cech, who mm. is, I dedicate the book to him. He's just an amazing. <laughs> we love him. Priest, moral yeah. theologian, former director of Courage, uh, and just such a great guy. Yeah. I love him. But he said, you need, just in the same way that Christopher West said, you need to learn T.O.B. And I did. I took it home and it became a, a, a secondary uh, source other than scripture for me. And Paul Check many years later, said, when he met me, I, a young Catholic, uh, you need to learn Pieper, the hmm. great 20th century German interpreter of Thomism and the virtues especially. You need to learn this. And Pieper is high wow. language. I didn't know Father Czech introduced you to Pieper. Oh, he said you, well, oh, that's... Leanne Payne did. Okay. So okay. I, knew, I, I knew some of Pieper's smaller works, okay. faith, hope. Yeah, love. Love, yeah. Uh, history and hope and... Other little books that he had written, which are just marvelous, uh, but they were smallish yeah. and and deep and important. But I wouldn't say it shifted something in me. Mm -hmm. I would say trying to understand Pieper's cardinal virtues. Mm. It's not very long, no. but it's so dense. It's really dense. Yeah. And I read it over and over and over again till I understood it. I didn't. I you know as a uh, one who has a great education as a Protestant, mm. Protestants cut off yeah. deep philosophical understanding at the Reformation. Yeah. So though I had great mm. exegesis courses and great biblical language training, I did not have great philosophical training. And so Pieper was sort of like immersion into the world of Aquinas yeah. And this, this whole other way of understanding reality that I would be a fool to say I, I, I grasp substantially. Mm. Um, but you can kind of grasp the virtues and understand them and exercise them. Yeah. 
And just the fact that, that say in regards to um, wisdom or prudence, prudence better put, uh, we can know the truth of things, mm. that we can know it, that we can apprehend it, mm. that I can perceive the truth of things and know them, yeah. has stunning relevance to the, the sexual devolution that we're in, yeah. where it's all about fractured thoughts and feelings unraveling and, and, and the, the protection of, of the foolish individual at all costs. So I have to protect your feelings by abetting your being pumped full of opposite gender hormones just because you really want them. And mm-hmm. I, I, you can't feel bad about my saying no to you. Yeah. Or I have to help you uh, actually have your genitals removed or fake ones added on. I have to yeah. because your feelings have to be satisfied at all costs. Mm. Well, if I can know reality, if there is a reality that actually all of us are privy to, it's not just a... Uh, uh, a function of what I believe versus what you believe. Yeah. This is why it's so important. Yeah. It's not just, well, I believe the Bible and you don't, so we don't have any ground to talk about things. Yeah. Yeah. Peeper says, oh, no, we do. Hmm. Prudence says we do. Aquinas says that we do hmm. have a common knowledge of what is real. And what is real is you're a man. Yeah. Wow. Or you're a boy. You're yeah. a girl. Or you're a woman. Yeah. That's reality. Now, That gives us all kinds of room to talk about dysphoria and confusion and Mm -hmm. emptiness and longing and loneliness and all the great modern truths that personalism and and, in part JP2 affords us. Mm -hmm. We can have a great conversation and we can walk together a long time and coming to a place of of a profound motivation to line up with what is good and true and real. But we can know what is good and true and real. Wow. And, and, and your untruth will not change mine. Hmm. And if I'm a responsible Christian, I will not high-five your terrible dehumanizing decisions. Yeah. Because not only is that going to impact you, but that goes out like a polluted ripple. Hmm a social influence that should never be. Yeah. And isn't that what we're all facing? Right. The ripples outside of us that beset all of us with with confusion and heaviness hmm. and the witness of loved ones swept up mm-hmm. in this bestial whirlpool. Yeah. We can only say it's bestial yeah. because it's dehumanizing. Hmm to what God has written in the core of that heart. Yeah. And prudence says so. <laughs> well, right? Yeah. So when I was like like prudence is the hardest virtue. It's the it's the first one. Mm-hmm. It's the foundational mm-hmm. one. Should be. Mm-hmm. But I was like, this is wrecking me. Wow. And it's saving me wow. at the same time. And it's equipping me to to live life in truth yeah so we cannot afford the the virtues aren't just oh that's a neat catholic thing (laughs) but 
we don't really need that. It's like, oh, you need it. Wow. You need the ordering of the virtues to stand today, yeah. to stand your ground in sexual reality. When I think of virtue, I think of a habit of the soul, you know? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think Aquinas said that. It's a mm-hmm. habitus of the soul, like it, meaning that it can be practiced mm-hmm. and it could be, you can become excellent in it, yes. you know? And so as you're talking, it's like, wow, we can, we actually, as human persons, have a capacity to be prudent. Yeah, you to know? be prudent. To, to actually exercise prudence. Yes. And how we need a community of people to help us exercise prudence. Yes. Like over, the dynamism of virtue is that yeah. you have to be around people who can help us become virtuous yes. together. I'm, I'm thinking of uh, the woman who was in your Living Waters group who, you know, kind of a nominal Catholic family. You know, they all baptized. They... <laughs> varying degrees of devotion, but just worldly, basically, and more subject to imprudent, worldly cues on things. Mm-hmm. And one of the relatives was getting gay married, and, yeah. and she just stood up as a result of her living waters training, which yeah. is T.O.B., and it's Peeper, mm-hmm. and it's Prudence, and, and, and Come Holy Spirit. <laughs> and... And she was just like, no, I don't, I, I can't be a party to this. Yeah, amen. I'm, I'm going to act prudently here. I can't be a party to a non-reality. Yeah. To two men thinking that they can husband each other. Yeah. It doesn't exist in God's heart. It should not exist on the planet. Amen. And so she just said, loving people, mm-hmm. loving her relatives, I can't reinforce that yeah i can't yeah it goes against prudence yeah and she she has practiced this type of prudence yes. that it's like i'm going against my conscience yeah like my conscience is well informed now yes by this i can't i can't yes. do that yes you know when i think um and we'll end with this <clears throat> this has been great by the way Wow. Thank you. I loved it. <laughs> this is awesome. Yes, it's You need to get this book. Please get this book. Get this book. Yeah. Please do. It's so I'm worth so it. I'm so excited about it. And uh, yeah, Andrew, you've you if I can say you've you've brought in some wonderful endorsements too, mm. like Dr. John Haas, yeah. Sister Bethany Madonna, Dr. Bob Schutz, yes. Christopher West. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Seibert. Yeah, all, my great Protestant leader yeah, friends. Carol Mike Wimber. Bickle, Mike Bickle. Carol Wimber. Jimmy Seibert. And Paul. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. Ann Nolte. Dr. Ann Nolte. Ann Nolte. Gianna Center. Yes. I'm so, ble- I'm so blessed. Julie People Hamilton. Are, Julie Hamilton. Yes. Great therapist. One of the champions of, of Florida actually saying no. Adults have the right to get healing of their homosexuality yes. through therapy. It's she amazing. was one of the ones who yeah. saw all those terrible laws being overturned in the yes. state of Florida. Wow. I love that. I know. I She's love, amazing. These are, these are champions. They are. Each of them are champions. And, the and Father would, Paul Check, obviously. Father Paul Check, that yeah. they would even read the book. Yeah. I'm just honored that people read <laughs> books anymore. <laughs> You know, but the endorsements uh, are great, but great. ecumenical at best. Yes, Honestly, it's a, it's it. it's really good. Yeah. But um, I want to end with this. But when I remember reading, there was a section on the cardinal virtues that I, when I was in the seminary, I read. It was on on fortitude. Oh yeah. And and courage and yeah. You know how angels can't be courageous because they can't be vulnerable. Right. You know, because they don't have bodies. You right. know, going back all the way to the incarnation, like right. man can be courageous because. 
He has a capacity to be vulnerable. He's vulnerable. He's vulnerable. Because He, I'm vulnerable, I can be brave, is what Peter says. Exactly. That's it. Because we are vulnerable, we can be brave. Yes. And I think um, inviting people to take big steps in integration. Amen. It's a it's a call to bravery. Bravery. Yes. Don't lower the bar. Don't. You rise up. Yep. You get bigger. Amen. In the power of Jesus Christ, in your weakness. Yes. Okay. Let that be the threshold for divine power. Yep. For the little babe yeah. to find his home in you. Amen. And to grow strong. Yes. But reach for it and break that heaviness that says, oh, you can't. Right. Oh, you can't. Oh, no, you really can't change. Right. right. You know, come on. Just own your lot. Like no, I'm a man, yeah, and I'm gonna live fiercely like a man. Yes, and and that's gonna be demonstrated in how I love women. Amen. And that's every man's call. Yes. So if you need a devotional this Advent, get this book. Yeah, it's a good book. Yeah, it's, it's a good read. Yeah. I'm just I, I just got my own copy. <laughs> they they sent it to me late. <laughs> Sophia Press, <laughs> why did you send it late? I'm so mad. No, I've, I've been reading it this Thanksgiving weekend, and I'm enjoying it. I'm yeah. like, I like this it's book. It's amazing. It is the wisdom of the years. Amen. My years, anyway. And I'm so grateful, yeah, for Peeper and JP2 <laughs> and awesome. Christopher West and all of my great free, my, my really solid free church roots, which I love. Yeah. I love my free church roots, but I'm... So happy to be a Catholic and to be an heir, honestly, of the best thinking, hmm. of the best thinking. I want to I want to go with that. Yeah, I want to deepen that. That feeds me deeply. And as you say, it requires the exercise of what we know. Yeah. What we can't not know that we have to exercise. Yeah. If we're going to say we know the truth, it's not just assenting to this versus that. It's integrating it mm. and living it. And that's what I hope this book will help people to do in the sexual arena. Thanks for writing it. Thank you. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's, it's taken a working out on your end mm. to make it accessible to yeah. us. And it took a long time, this book. Yeah, it did. And, and I got rejected by a few publishers. And yeah. it was at a time during the pandemic when people weren't taking on new projects. But... They also weren't going to take on someone claiming transformation out of a same-sex background. Yeah. That that could be the source of an Amazon or a big company saying, no. Right. You know, demonizing uh, that strain in the book. And that yeah. is definitely there, but it's not a, a gay change book. Yeah. It's a book about integration of all of us rediscovering our lost fullness. But some publishers were saying, we're not going to risk that. Yeah. We're not going to risk being demonized by the big guys because there's a target on our head. You all know that. Yeah. We we don't have some of those big services. Mm. What is it? What don't we have now? Uh, like Instagram they, and Facebook. Yeah, that all got taken from us. Yeah. We, we're deemed a threat. Right. And some publishers deemed us a threat. But Sophia thank Press. God for Sophia. We love Sophia yeah, Press. We love you, Sophia Press. <laughs> Amazing. I forgive you. <laughs> We're sending it late. They're amazing. They're great. No, they're Beautiful. great. They're on it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, Andrew, thanks so much for being with us here at Desert Streaming. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to have you with us. Bless you, Marco. Congratulations on your wedding. Thank you. Two weeks. Amen. Let's go. Bless you, brother. We'll see you next time, guys. All right.